Hello and welcome into the Gridiron Crew podcast. I am Danny McVeigh and it's week 10 in the NFL. We have another packed show and here to unwrap it all with me is a panel of Scotland's finest brains. First up, we have the chairman of the Blair Walsh fan club, Craig Smith. How are you doing, Craig, mate? I'm doing really good, mate. It's, uh, it's Thursday. Uh, I am finished for the week. I have got a wee cheeky day off tomorrow, so that means there may be a wee bit of uh, Thursday night football for myself tonight. Um, put the snooze on the old alarm tomorrow morning, but yeah, yeah, really good, mate. Looking forward to chance some football. Brilliant. Good stuff. That sets you up nicely then. You can do the review of Thursday night football while we're all snoozing. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, we have the granny's favourite Little Jets fan, Patrick Houston. How are you doing, buddy? I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. How are you? Oh, I'm tip top. Aye, it's Thursday again and we're uh, we're alive and happy. Uh, I must admit, I'm a bit gutted, you know, week 10, bye week, you know. It's a bit disappointed. No, no, some, no some lovely football from the Jets to watch. Um, I don't know how you cope, Danny. I mean, your team, your, your offence has been on a bye for 10 weeks. How, how are you coping? I uh, only one game behind, and uh, next week, you know, you get to witness the whole fury and force of as a, rejuv- a rejuvenated Patriots offense. But uh, we'll wait till next week to talk about that. Well, I won't, because I'll be in Boston to watch it. You certainly will. No, <laughs> I'm wait. sure we'll catch up on it. Oh, aye, aye. I'll, you'll hear all about it, mate. Don't you worry. Uh, and last but not least, the man who gives dance lessons to Jackson Mahomes, Ross Stud Sterling. <laughs> Welcome in, Studs. Do not label me in with Jackson Mahomes, please. <laughs> I know I'm a Chiefs fan, but that is too far. I'm not having it. I'd rather be labelled beside Juju on TikTok than Jackson Mahomes. <laughs> is that not a poster of Jackson I see behind your shoulder there? Man? Absolutely not. That's an Nigerian nightmare on my wall behind me. <laughs> No, brilliant stuff. Right, well, in this show, we will be looking ahead uh, to where we think are our top five games or, uh, for week 10 and then giving our pick six to help you win your fantasy leagues. Right, as always, guys, you know how we like to start. We like to throw a question out to the panel. And this weekend sees the first NFL match to be played in Munich. And with the success of the London games that we've all had the pleasure of frequent and we get into often, uh, do you think a European-based franchise is a certainty or would you rather see a return of NFL Europe? What sees you? Studs, come on, you come on. You've got some oh, good fi- ideas. Oh, fire to me first. I wasn't expecting that, to be fair. Um, so... I think you can see for the ticket sales, there is so many ticket sales. Looking at the Munich games this weekend, I think the report has 3 million requests for 78,000 tickets. I mean, that's ridiculous. But is that sustainable on a regular basis? Or is it is the ticket sales that high because it's a one-off this year in Munich and then I think it's going to Frankfurt next year? I think if you listen to Roger Goodell's, one of his recent interviews at the London Games, I think it sounds as though they're looking to try and potentially get a European conference, not just a franchise. It sounded as if it was pushing for a European conference, which would make more sense than having one franchise over here, I think. So I'm not, I'm not one to go back far. I would rather see the whole hog. Let's go full conference, European conference, and get it all, get the whole hog. Right, Craigie. So... I, I kind of disappeared down a rabbit hole this afternoon looking at this after Keith was asking the question because I didn't realise that 
there is actually a European league of football that kicked off last year, um, which they say I hadn't realised this. It's already got 12 teams in it already. Um, there's teams from Germany, Poland, Austria, Turkey and Spain that are already in it. Um, and a, quite a few of those uh, franchises, uh, they get permission from the NFL to like kind of rejuvenate the old franchise names that were part of like the old European NFL. So there's still quite a few of those teams going, um, like Frankfurt Galaxy, um, the Hamburg Sea Devils. There's quite a few kind of, there's loads of German teams because um, it's like, you, you boys know, it's massive in Germany. Um, the number of times that we went to London and the number of German fans that we met. Um, so, you know, this this game this weekend in Munich is going to be, you know, you, you couldn't get a ticket for love nor money. Um, actually, I was I was talking to one of the boys that we met down in London who's actually going over to the game this weekend and he's managed to get a ticket um, and he's absolutely buzzing to go and see the Seahawks. Um, but yeah, I, I think that as far as an appetite for European-based NFL is concerned, um, I mean, you've already got the, the link between the, the Jacksonville Jags in London and... I think they see London as a kind of home away from home. Um, I don't know if they'll ever, you know, go the whole hog and be permanently based in London, you know, for example. Um, I think the European League of Football side of things, they're, they're looking to expand that. There's there's more teams coming. Um, I think they're trying to get to up to 24 teams eventually. Um, but I was looking at some of the lists of some of the teams. Um, there's a Vienna Vikings, um, which, which is right up my street. So... Um, they're now my favourite European-based uh, NFL team. Um, and if you go and have a look at their website, um, they, they haven't at all copied the Minnesota Vikings in any way. It's like they've taken the Minnesota Vikings logo, got some like graphic design intern to go into Microsoft Paint and basically copy it and play, they play in purple and gold. So, you know, there you go. That's my That's team right away. And uh, yeah, you've, you've got other teams coming next year to, to look forward to seeing, such as the, uh, the Milano Seaman. From Italy, excuse so, me. <laughs> I, I know. I, I did a double take <laughs> as well. Right. Uh, yeah. What were you giggling? So next year, when somebody asks you, are you uh, are, are you a big fan of the Milano Seaman? You could go. I'm sorry. I beg your pardon. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think. Uh, I don't know if the NFL will go the whole hog, you know, and bring multiple teams over to Europe. It does seem to be that, you know, the the European League of Football, you know, it's just kicked off again. So hopefully that kind of grows as well. But I think as far as the Jags and their kind of identity is concerned, you know, I think they've committed, I think, to 2024 to stay playing games at, at London. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. But, you know, the appetite's there, certainly. You know, the number of fans that are going to these games um, speaks for itself. Patrick? I think I think just now the way it is, I think we've got a very captive market and I think if you talk about the demand completely outstrip supply, then absolutely, you know, it's, it's a really good thing. We're in a good space with it. The thing is, I think, you know, this weekend in Munich, I think they'll do such a good job of it because, you know, the Germans know how to put on a show. Let's be, let's be fair. I mean, it'll be a cracking show. Everyone wants to be there. You know, I could, I could see more games going to Europe, maybe less to London. I can see more going. And obviously, you look at some of the stadiums that's been built across Europe now, if you look at the Bernabeu and stuff like that, like purpose-built stadiums, I think, you know, there will be lots more opportunities for games to be played in Europe. I don't know if I'm all in on a European conference or anything like that, you know, like I just simply don't have enough time in the day to try and back another team in, in the European League. It's just... Another you know, fantasy I mean, league as well uh, to try and manage, can you imagine? Jesus, I'd be as well just file, <laughs> file, file for divorce right away, you know what I mean? Like, that's... <laughs> 
spend it. I look well enough time with the Wayne Sunday now. Aye, so I'm, I'm not all in on a, on a European conference. And I, I'm not convinced that's the idea, but certainly if we can grow the number of games that are coming to Europe, I mean, obviously, I know there's obviously doing some one in Mexico soon as well, but I think, you know, that's definitely the way to go. I think there's such a captive market. I think, what, you know, what, the, what, uh... the NFL's going to exploit that to all it, all it can. One one good thing though, Pat, can you imagine like look at this look at Sunday, you've got a game in Germany this weekend, you know, it's kick it off at half past two in the afternoon. So like your whole Sunday, you've just got football constantly, you know, from you know to half past two right through to the early hours. So never mind seven hours of commercial free football. You know, if you had a European league, you could have like fourteen hours of commercial free football. Man, you <laughs> would you leave the house? That's a dream. <laughs> So, to be honest, though, there shouldn't be a franchise. We all know fine well. It turned into the SoFi Stadium. It would be like a tourist attraction. You know, you would just end up with teams from all over the place. It'd be full of the the road teams. You know, if it was Jacksonville versus, say, the Patriots, it'd be ninety percent Patriots fans. You know, that's just the way it goes. So, I'd really see that. But I would love to see another sort of spring. NFL Europe, I think that'd be superb. But I, I, I just wish we could get a wee bit more kind of original with some of the names, you know. I don't want to hear about the Scottish Claymores and stuff. I want a proper gritty name, you know, the Scottish Smackheads or something like that, you know. <laughs> that, that that would put the fear right into everybody, wouldn't it? Just get right in a bit. I don't think I, I don't think half the planet would know what a Smackhead is. <laughs> Doesn't it matter? <laughs> Do you know what I, I mean? I think Google a cardinal. What do I like? <laughs> was that was the sign on the side of the helmets? No, I giveaways to what a cardinal was. Ah, it's a wee bird. <laughs> the same as a giant. They're all fictional or something, you know. So fantasy and stuff. But no, I can imagine. Aye, exactly. I thought it was like the Pope's wee right-hand man walking about with a nice wee hat on. But no, can you imagine though? Like, rather than a big claymore thing, it was just like a needle. <laughs> we are <a> spoon. <laughs> Speak me rabbit holes. <laughs> I will play it after a tangent. Just to, just to bring it back, um, I would actually just, whilst we were talking, went and found the Roger Goodell quote, as I was mentioning, um, when he was over at London. He's saying there's no question London could support not just one, but two franchises, as where Goodell stands on it. I, I do, I do tend to agree. It would be nice for a European conference. I think that would probably be the NFL's ultimate goal from a marketing perspective. But I do think um, right now, I think having a couple of games in these big European cities, they're, they're making enough enough money off of that um, just now. And again, from our perspective, what Smudger says, a whole day of NFL football. What's not to love about it? <laughs> do you know what I mean? I definitely. But just a quick one then, around the table. Because this is always my argument when it comes to a kind of team over here. Pat, would you stop following the Jets? No. Craig, stop following the Vikings? Absolutely not. Studs? Yeah. Once you've got your team, that's your team. You stick with them through thick and thin. As Pat very well knows, do you know what I mean? (laughs) Well, we only know that you're a glory hunter of the now anyway. Oh, that's harsh, harsh. (laughs) I will check out the Vienna Vikings, though. It's, It's like if you ordered the Vikings off a wish, but... You know, <laughs> it's kind of what they look like, but uh, yeah, I'll definitely be keeping an eye on them now. When you said about the rabbit hole, I did have a wee squint as well, and it was actually refreshing to see the number of um, NFL Europe teams sitting in there. What Smudger had mentioned, you had Ryan Fire, Barcelona Dragons in there as well. Ah, so yeah, there's a few. It's nice, it's nice to see them keeping keep them as close to the original as what they could. So hopefully, it does push on. And again, 
on a more local basis as well. I think you can see the expansion of the Britball game over here as well. Um, I know probably well most of us have got local teams around about us as well that the game has expanded even in the UK as well as a whole. I know, it's brilliant to see, isn't it? Right, we'll move on, right? So the big Julio Jones injury report and our headlines, essentially, for the week. You know, the big news out of uh, upstate New York is the, uh, this week that Josh Allen is day-to-day with an elbow injury. is to stay that during that week nine defeat to the New York Jets. Stop smiling, Patrick Houston. Yeah. <laughs> uh, He's Why grinning we, from ear to ear. We, we, we didn't think about that news, guys. You know, Bills have been seen as a favourite all the way through. You know, like they're going to the Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. Studs is absolutely beaming because they were the one hurdle since they've already beat KC this year. Uh, that could be absolutely devastating for the Bills. Be- beating us in the regular season is one thing. How many times have they beat us in the postseason? That's the big, big question. They haven't. They? Right. And Allen's been there both times. But what I will say on the Josh Allen front, again, everybody's always reiterated that you never like to see a player go down to injury. But previously he's had this injury. He missed four weeks. Now he's seen his day-to-day. He's missed four weeks with this same injury before. So it's yep. definitely something to watch, um, especially if you're a Josh Allen fantasy owner. Yeah, Old grab Case Keenum, just in case. As a Jets fan, Pat, you must be delighted. You must see a... Have, you know the the those heights of reaching the top of the AFC East right there, just in your sights, just ready to be snatched. I think you know a week eleven win, and then yeah, absolutely, it's definitely in sight. Um, yeah. I mean, Stats talked about obviously the the Bills in postseason. There, I think there's a very good chance Bills will make the postseason if this injury actually does keep him out for a period of time. And the AFC is so competitive now, and obviously it's. Game is a surprise to a lot of folk, but there's so many teams in there. Also, if you look at the FC East, like we've all, everyone's got a positive, positive number there. You know, um, obviously, you know the Patriots won't come come week eleven, but you know everybody else does. So I think, you know, um, it's, it's, it's so impressive. Just, just you wait, boy. <laughs> Can't wait to see your tears. Listen, I, I have been so quiet on the fact that the Jets are on a, such a good run. I've hardly, I've hardly wound the end up of this. What do you mean a good run? Your win streak's won. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're getting way off topic here. Anyway, that whole offence goes through Josh Allen. You know fine well it does. He goes down. That's a different story altogether. You know, his, the power of his legs, his arm, throwing that connection with Diggs. We'll just need to see what happens. It's yeah, it's a so loss, definitely. There's... There's quite a few quarterbacks though that are questionable. I was just looking through the kind of injury report. I saw um saw Kyler Murray. He was supposedly at practice today. So, you know, good news if you're a if you're a Cards fan. But then you've got other ones as well. You get Matthew Matthew Stafford with his concussion. You get Tannehill, Aaron Rodgers as well, which, you know, that could be seen maybe as good news if you're a Green Bay fan that watched the game last week. You know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Liam could comment on that. Um and apparently, even uh, Kurt Cousins, uh, he's he's struggling with a neck injury. I heard um, from from the fifty pounds of jewellery that he was wearing on the aeroplane back from the win in Washington. But uh, yeah, thankfully, however, he is expected to play. So you know, that, size of relief all around there. That video is absolutely classic. <laughs> yeah, it's classic. Class, all, all that ice really thick. See, you know, I'll see this. This was anybody else surprised at just how ripped Kurt Cousins was. 
I was expecting Total Dad Bod to be sitting there with like the Batman Lego eight pack. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the guy, the guy is built, absolutely oh, built. You can Pag- see why Shaney loves him so much. You know, you just get those eyes for him. Uh, no, what can you say? It's good to see that sort of camaraderie, though. As a Vikings fan, you must be delighted. Oh, manager, you know? I, I, I'm absolutely delighted. Um, and I say we'll, we'll talk about the Bills and Vikes a little bit later on because, yeah, that's that is going to be quite the matchup, especially if uh, yeah, if, if Alan doesn't play. Um, but I say we'll, we'll get on to that in a wee bit. Yeah, that well, the other big injury, injury news that came out today is the double whammy for the Las Vegas Raiders star tight end Darren Waller and wide receiver Hunter Renfro are placed on IR and will miss at least four weeks. It never rains, but it pours for poor Josh McDaniels, does it? Certainly doesn't. What a blow that must be, you know, for a team that is struggling absolutely in the depths. Your two star players, other than Adams, of course, who you want to actually see out there and playing can drag you out here. They're gone to at least just about Christmas. The the only light at the end of the tunnel, or you know, the, the only glimmer of hope uh, for McDaniel's is if you're going to be playing a team this week, you know, the Indianapolis Colts have got to be up there as like your kind of top choice of team that you would want to be playing when you really, really need a result, when you need a win, because they are they are in a in a bad, bad way as well. You know, we saw the uh, the, the news earlier on in the week there. Um, head coach is now uh, looking for a new position. And uh, yeah, we'll see how Mr. Saturday gets on. Uh, that is a bit of a, a few eyebrows raised, I think, at that appointment. Yeah, we touched on it in Tuesday's show there. Uh, just yeah, But again, don't disrespect that 2016 record he had at the Hebron Christian Academy. <laughs> that, that's that, that's Absolutely not. Right there. Uh, <laughs> No, well, at least he was a great player, great offensive lineman. If he could even get that O-line a fraction better and they can maybe get Taylor healthy, they could be competitive. Taylor was a full participant today, so Taylor was a full participant. There you go. So, So. yeah, that's that's a dumpster game, that one, but... (laughs) It's like a car crash. It's like watching a car crash. You can't can't not watch that one. Aye, I I just find it bizarre. The whole the whole appointment scenario. You're sitting there with Gus Bradley, previous experience as a head coach, thirty three years experience in the NFL, and you go to Jeff Saturday. You've got Reggie Wayne, former Super Bowl winner, working with the wide receivers in the building. You go to Jeff Saturday. It's just, there's got to be so many other coaches on there have took this as a massive slap in the face. So Jeff Sardis walking into a losing battle right off the bat, as far as I'm concerned. They're tanking. Yeah, it does seem that way. It does seem like they are in full-blown tank mode. I mean, it's, it's definitely it's a must-win for the, the Raiders. You've got to say that the, the number of leads that they have blown this season is ridiculous um, games that they should have been putting to bed and yet somehow um, are, are coming out in second halves of some of these games and it's like a different side. Um, so th- this game against the Colts, you, you've got to see them, you know, coming out, putting in a, a huge, huge performance. Um, otherwise, the, the pressure's just going to keep ramping up in McDaniels. I know that he's had the backing of the owner. I know that they've said that he is going to be the head coach for years to come, but... If the results don't change, 
How, how long is it going to be before he's next in the firing line, potentially? Well, With all yeah. the tools at his disposal. We're not even at the key games yet, right? We're all discussing one, but we may as well just we'll, we'll try and get <laughs> one. But, but the nice wee thing I like about this is obviously McDaniels is the one at the last minute pulled out of the coach job that led to Frank Reich getting appointed. Maybe Josh McDaniels was right after all. Going by the way, Ursley's actually behaving between getting involved in who your quarterback's going to be and making those decisions to seeing away Marcus Brady as the OC to getting ready Frank Reich to this Jeff Saturday appointment. You know, maybe Josh saw something there in the first place. So maybe he'll be a bit more savvy than we think. So right, anyway, let's get off that game. So are we, are we saying the Colts are blowing it up for Bryce then? I wouldn't put it out. Bryce, do you think he'll go Bryce? No, CJ? Who knows? Anyway, Who we'll knows? leave that I couldn't think anything for Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it going, right? Because there's only some good stuff here because there's some cracking games to look at in week 10. So first up in our one, we have the 6-3 and three Seattle Seahawks at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are 4-5. and five. This game is, of course, getting played in Bavaria, Munich, the Allianz Arena. This one, I think, is going to be a cracker. It's absolutely fascinating from my point of view. I... I think it's a hard one to call. You look at the records, look at how they're playing. You think, actually, this should be a bit of a cakewalk maybe for the Seahawks. A good win last week for the Bucks. How do you see this one going, Patrick? I think I think for this one, we've kind of been, we've all been kind of taken by surprise by the Seahawks. I think we've spoken about it a few times already during this podcast about, you know, the start of the season as Geno Smith or Drew Locke and nobody gave them much hope at all. You know, for all the weapons they've got, they've got nobody chucking it to them, then they're not going to do very well. Gino's quite an absolutely blasted that made that job his own, and I don't think anybody's surprised anymore. Um, you know, I mean, his numbers this year has been phenomenal. His his, his passing has been great, um, and his weapons are, are delivering as well. So, um, for me, this is my game of the week. I think this is going to this is going to be a, a cracker. Camp is obviously a really sort of slow start, but I think that one against the Rams last weekend is really going to turn a corner for them. And actually, I've never ever done this before. But that last setting touchdown at Tom Brady through, I was cheering that because I'd him in my fantasy team. I've never <laughs> cheered for Tom Brady before. It happens. First time it's happened. Yep. So yeah, thanks to Tom, I helped win my first, well, my fourth fantasy game in the truck. Um, I think I think um, Seahawks are coming up against Tampa Bay when they're just when they're changing. They're just they're just turning a corner for me. Yep. I think Godwin's back, looking good. Evans, if he bloody catches the ball and stops juggling it, I think they're in with a shout. I think, you know, I think they're starting to ball defensively. They're not as scary as they used to be, or certainly weren't not half as scary as well last season. I know they'll get injuries, but everyone's got injuries, you have to cope with it. Um, but I think it's a good time for Tampa. Um, and I think if they win this, they're back, they're back in the hot seat. Um, so I think it's gonna be tight. I think it's gonna be a cracking game. For me, it's my game of the week. But I think Tampa's gonna in front of a German audience, I think they're gonna they're going to just sneak it. That's his good. Wonderful. <laughs> no. Oh, I just saw an interesting fact about this, which I was actually quite surprised at. The Bucks are two and a half point favourites in this game. Ooh. Which I find quite interesting, considering they can't run the ball. Like we've spoken about this before. Last five games, they've got two rushing touchdowns. They haven't surpassed 75 yards rushing in the last five games either. And top off, they can't stop the run. Teams are running all over them. Yep. So what is our main man, Kenneth Walker, 
going to do there. So, but on the flip side, that's a that's a young secondary. Seahawks got two young corners. They've got uh, what's the what, Willian and Mike Jackson. Shaman. Yeah. And <laughs> stealing yeah. all my points, Daddy. Yeah, this is oh, a little Oh, sorry, <laughs> big man. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see if Brady targets him or not, you know. So I'll take it away then, studs, because uh, no, you're no, a man you're... far more eloquent than me. You'll be able to put it in far better you're, words. You're absolutely flying on that. And that was the, the big thing for me was Kenneth Walker against what has been the Bucks' poorest run defense over the last um, what four weeks or something like that. I mean, you're looking at Kenneth Walker as a potential offensive rookie of the year candidate. Is there anybody that can challenge them? Alavi? Alavi Alavi is looking good. He's probably the next one I would have closest to him. But I mean, this Wilson. guy. Who? Garrett Wilson. Part of Wilson Squared, trademark Brian. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I, I don't think Wilson's been as effective, shall we say, as Walker. I think Walker's just. Soon as Perry's went down, that job has been his, and nobody is going to take that off him. He's ran over teams the last few weeks. Unbelievable last week again as well. I think it's certainly going to be interesting. I think you're looking at two teams that have been scoring a lot of points as well. Um, so I, I, I think it is. I'm, I'm with Pat. I could see this being a sneaky game of the week, to be honest. Um, I, it'll be certainly interesting. I, I would agree, Studs. I think, you know, you look at the Seahawks, they're a high-scoring team. They're one of the highest-scoring teams in, in the league, but they, they're not very good when it comes to stopping points, um, as as you've touched on as well. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for a bit of a shootout. I think uh, I think the fans over in Germany are, are going to be in for a treat. Um, and, you know, the fact that that's kicking off the, the Sunday games as well, uh, what, what a way to start your, your Sunday yeah. afternoon's football. Um, Brady's got a wee bit of a spring in his step, you know, he's got that win under his belt. You know, he's young, free and single again. So, you know, he's going to be he's going to be out in, in Munich on Sunday night, starting his stuff. Um, hopefully after a Bucks win, you never know. Um, but I think it's... Just as well, it's no Amsterdam this weekend. I would have been out, out. Out in his lederhosen. <laughs> I don't know if Pat had his tags in Munich. I'm sure he could t- tell him a few good places to go. Absolutely. Especially with your lederhosen on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... I, I the, the other fight I like to do this one is the over unders at forty four and a half points. I like the over on that one. Hundred percent. Right. One well, one injury note on that one. Um, Winfield Junior coming back from concussion protocol is going to be interesting for the Bucks. He's massive. He's massive for I them, mean, and I think he's been a big reason. Corner. Yeah. And uh, I'm just got to you know give you know another shout out to one of my my favorite rookies coming through, Big Key Dotton, tight end Bucks. Played eighty percent, over eighty percent snaps last three games. Watch Brady go for him. He's got to be the red zone target. Important touchdown in the last game. That's it. Right, we'll <laughs> move on. Smudger, tell us what's happening with the Minnesota Vikings. Seven and one. They're at the banged up Bills, who are six and two. Although I did see Matt Milano is back, so that's that's a bonus for the defense. So can definitely stop the Kirk Cousins, the Kirk Thuggins. Lamar Cousins, as I as I called him, Lamar Cousins. This man's going to be running again. No, I, I, see, as as you mentioned, the, the injury report's going to be key in this one. Um, you touched on it earlier on. Sean McDermott said Josh Allen he's considered kind of day to day at the moment. So, interestingly, if he does miss the game against the Minnesota Vikings, it will be former Vikings quarterback Case Keenum 
that would start for the Bills. Revenge now, game. Now, Case Keenum, you know, throwing the ball to Stefan Diggs, all sounding a wee bit familiar. <laughs> Diggs sideline, touchdown, unbelievable. <laughs> Can um, you imagine another Scott Hansen moment? <laughs> I, I just, I just wonder, you know, if 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 he doesn't play, if Alan doesn't play, could there be another Minneapolis miracle in Buffalo maybe this weekend? I don't know. Um, the other thing, the other thing that I read on this, yeah, the other thing I read on this. So, Minneapolis miracle. When Case Keenum threw the ball to Diggs, the play call that was made for that throw, Buffalo right, seventh heaven. <laughs> so there you go. We linked to Wait, Buffalo there. Um, can you make so, that up? Aye, no, definitely uh, not. So uh, it's it's going to be. There's there's a few other kind of interesting things about this game that was that I was reading up on as well. So um, you've got Dalvin Cook playing against his uh, rookie wee brother running back as well. Um, so the Cook family are going to be. Uh, watching James Cook for the Bills, Dalvin Cook for the Vikings. So, yeah, see how the two of them get on facing off each other. I mean, I think, you know, Singletary is still going to be doing the majority of the run, I would imagine, for the Bills, uh, as as Cook will be doing the majority for the Vikings. But, uh, yeah, I, I, ho- I hope I hope that Cook eventually, you know, does well for the Bills as well. Not too well, you know, in this matchup, obviously. I'll be cheering on my Vikes. Um, but I've got one more wee bit of trivia for you boys, right? So, Bills are playing the Vikes, and you've got the Cook brothers facing off against each other. There is another Week Ten brother versus brother matchup. What do brothers? you know who it is? Bosses. Dan, Danny's, oh, no, Danny's the bosses, dancing. The bosses, so as the bossable. <laughs> hey, there is a. There's another one. There's another oh, one. You said there was one. Now there's two. Yeah, now there's two because I'd, I'd only found one. There's that, but, there's that many watts in the league. There's got to be a watt versus watt somewhere. No, no, it wasn't wasn't a watt versus watt. The other one I found, do you want a clue? Aye. I, they are in the NFC North, both of them, playing against each other. Oh, of course. Yeah, St. Brown. The St. Browns. St. Browns. Got one. Amon Ra. Amon Ra. Aye. I mean, there's, there's, there's loads of brothers, you know, you've got Kelsey brothers, Watt brothers, Diggs brothers, you know, loads. Um, but yeah. Kelsey brothers will meet in the Super Bowl. Just when you're talking about the Boses, actually, um, I don't know if Joey Bose is going to be back. Is he, I, I, I think he's, he's, he's on, on the injury back, report. Yeah. Aye. You reckon he could be back for his first ever Bosa Bowl? Oh, well, Bosa if... Bowl. Oh, well, if if he is, then there you go. You might you might have the uh, three. Then you might have the Boses, you might have the Cooks, and you might have the St. Browns. So there you go. So, quick question then, right, studs? I'm going to ask you, right? Just if Vikings win this one, are they should they be considered legit contenders? Because even at seven and one, there's still a big question mark over them whether they are a real seven and one team. Does that put those questions to bed? For me, I think it depends which Bills they beat, right? I think the Bills under Josh Allen are a very different team under a, under the Bills that are Case Keenum. We've never seen Case Keenum with these Bills yet, so we don't know what he is. Josh Allen, we know what they are. They're a high-powered offence. What I will say is, when I was doing a wee bit of digging around on this, everybody's been raving about the Bills' defence over the last, well, over this season, saying how good and how improved this Bills' defence is. The last four weeks against quarterbacks, they're the number 15, so middle of the road. 
number 18 against running backs. So that's 15th against quarterbacks, 18th against running backs, and 19th against wide receivers. They are a middle of the pack defense. So it's that offense, which, but again, they're creating turnovers as well. And they're giving turnovers up. So I think if the bow, if the Vikings beat Josh Allen's Bills, especially in Buffalo, 100% they're legit. There's no getting away from that. If they beat a Case Keenum, Led Bills in Buffalo, I think it takes a wee bit of the shine off it. Yeah, the jury would still be out. You, you'd have to say um, you you've, you want to be beating the best. You want to be proving yourself. And okay, we've had one game so far against the Eagles, who are you know they are absolutely flying at the moment. You know, still unbeaten in the NFL, and uh, it was a poor game. We we thankfully bounced back from it. But yeah, you, you want to test yourself against the best teams with the best players available. And Josh Allen undoubtedly is is one of the best for the Bills. So yeah, let's see what happens. So, so if I'm right, if you, if you just says that the Jets are legit, is that we all just agreed? <laughs> now, if you listen to Tuesday's show, Patrick, you'll know I gave kudos to the Jets' defence. Uh, you, big question marks again about Wilson, but yeah, there's a legit, a legit defence. Anyway, right, let's move on because we can't wait to preview the 6-3 and three Dallas Cowboys off of a bye against... Green Bay Packers three and six. Right, Patrick, just tell us, is there any hope for Green Bay in this game? Absolutely not. I totally fear for them. I think right, let's move on in the next game. <laughs> <laughs> Pat has spoken. James done. To be honest, does MD does MD disagree with that? Does MD see any hope for Green Bay in this game? Zero. None. Uh <laughs> I said in the bold predictions on the Twitter this week, I will be surprised if Green Bay win another game this season. I think they are a shambles at the moment. And a rested Dak Prescott, a rested Cowboys team. They dropped, what, 49 points, nearly a 50-burger on the Browns. Ah, this is going to be just a, a total annihilation. Mike McCarthy, yeah. get back I, I, to Lambo. I think if Aaron Rodgers sits up for this, I actually fear from with that Cowboys defence. I actually fear from. Make a person going to take some souls. Yeah. I think that's that's the thing. There's even rumours coming out this week, or today even, about the locker room no liking Aaron Rodgers and a total shock. Apparently that his locker room doesn't like him. I, I don't understand why they wouldn't like this guy. I don't I, think he's apart from the like fact him. that he's taking all the money and they don't have any <laughs> any left to spread out amongst the team. Although the statistic from Tuesday night was the fact that Green Bay actually have a pretty good O-line, so the, the issues aren't there. So we'll see what Diggs does against Lazard. I guess he might be up against uh, any interceptions. You know, you know Rodgers is like to chuck them up. Pollard got to run right over the top of them. Uh, yeah, I, I don't really have much more to ask in this one. Is them to get any other wee factoids they'd like to in this one or do we move on quickly to the next game? What I think is quite scary is that one of our rookie wide receivers, I think it's Christian Watson he's yep. setting concussion in as many weeks, which will be yeah. quite scary for him as well, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully he's Aaron, back in soon. Is Aaron Jones and stuff not banged up as well? Jones, Jones has got an ankle injury uh, Romeo Dobbs is out with an ankle injury, I think it is so it'll be Lazard and Tonyan and uh, who's the man I, I'd say Dive deep on on Tuesday night show, the tight end uh, De Guerra. I think he was sounds the bit, step, the bit right. So there you go. 
here's your, here, here's your deep sleeper for your fantasy pickup if you're struggling. Uh, right, let's move on because this game I think is far more tastier. We've got the five and three LA Chargers at the San Francisco 49ers. Chargers obviously just back off of uh, sorry, brain fart moment. Who were they playing last week? Who did they beat? Atlanta Falcons. There we go. I knew I could rely on you, Studsy. Uh, <laughs> Off, uh, the, yeah, against the 49ers who are rested off of their bye, four and four. They're playing it, no candlestick, the new one, Levi's or whatever it Levi. is. Yeah. Uh, how do we see this one going? This one's going to be making a quite a tasty game. This one for me is the battle of possibly the best two pass catching running backs in the league. Let's be honest. Chargers have got no weapons, absolutely zero. Um, Keenan Allen, I can't see suiting up again. He's been limited all week. Mike Williams on IR. You're looking at Joshua Palmer and DeAndre Carter as his two main wide receiver weapons. Austin Eckler, we know how good he is in the passing game. He's absolute dynamite because I think all of us have tried to get him in fantasy football at one stage or another. Or we've had him. He's absolutely electric in the passing game. How good was that touchdown last week? The one where he thought everybody thought he was down. Rolls on his back. Keeps himself on his feet. Absolute superb athleticism. Did he not get called down? I thought he, he got called he got down, down for his elbow. His, his elbow, elbow was down. down. Was an, I did. Yeah. It, it, well, looked, it back, looked fantastic, I must admit. Back to bed for Danny. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> called, called down, unfortunately, Danny. There was oh. an angle when his elbow was down. Um, I was too engrossed in the Pats Colts game. <laughs> Someone should wake you up in their plane, so they should. Somebody should just come and wake you up every now and again. There's got to be somebody engrossed in that game, so it might as well have been you, Danny. <laughs> yeah, no, this, this one I think has got a really good meaning. It's interesting to see how CMC does another kind of couple of weeks with the team, get him involved. And they could as well play him at linebacker as well, since they like to play him everywhere, every other position. So the other thing as well, the Niners have just activated Elijah Mitchell of IR as well. So see how long he lasts, obviously, but. Again, it's another good option to come in. Debo's back. Yeah, and if they are going to move CMC around the line, you know, they've got another one that can come in, especially now with Jeff Wilson away at Miami. Surely we just start CMC at quarterback. It took him him two games to get his first touchdown of over 30 air yards. It took Jimmy G 30. Clearly he's the better quarterback. (laughs) Just give him, let him just have the ball and do everything. It's going to be a tough one. I mean, the, the 49ers, you know, the, the defence is brilliant, you know, as, as far as, you know, total yards allowed per game, uh, even when it comes to uh, rush defence, you know, the, they really are uh, fantastic. So it's going to be really, really hard work for the Chargers. Um, you, as, as you said, as far as weapons for Herbert's concerned, you know, what he's going to be able to do to try and move the ball. Um, if he's getting, you know, plenty of pressure then he's going to have to start you know chucking the ball but try to throw it accurately you know I can see a few interceptions maybe in this game as well um, I do fancy the 49ers um, I think that the Chargers will I think they will struggle against that defence um, you know I think Eckler like you said he he's still still the main man I think he'll still have his uh, guitar solos in the end zone but as far as uh, Russians concerned, like Russian um, yards is concerned on the Chargers, they haven't haven't been particularly good, um, you know. So as far as you know, yardage is concerned, they they have struggled. So they are going to have to maybe look at other options, look at putting it through the air. So, yeah, it's going to be a tough one for Herbert. Um, he's a he's a brilliant quarterback. There's no denying that. You know, fantastic. Uh, but if he's not got 
all of his available wide receivers, um, they are going to struggle as well. And I say, I think you will find that he's going to be scrambling a little bit. There's going to be a few kind of desperate throws to try and gain yardage. So um, if he can be accurate, that's probably going to be their best hope um, to get anything out of this game. But I think with the, the Niners, with them being rested, with CMC, you know, getting more acclimatised in there, um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a Niners win. Yeah. I see this as being a real push for the Niners to, as they go in, possibly championship, Super Bowl kind of team. You look at the, the talent they've got throughout, and they say there's always a question mark over Jimmy G, but we know he can do it. He's got them to the big, got them to the dance before, so it'll be exciting to see that game. Right, our last game we'll review. We have the Cleveland Browns, 3-5, and five, off of a bye against the Miami Dolphins, 6-3, and three, off of that. Awesome win at the Bears last week. This is going to make us a cracking game, doesn't it? Absolutely, it was. It was brilliant. It was one of the most enjoyable games of football watching the Dolphins last weekend um, against the Bears. It was just chucking the ball like just big, massive play after massive play. You know, Tyreek Hill and, and, and Waddle both. Um, playing really, really good football. Um, I really, really am looking forward to watching this game as well. I think that the, the Dolphins, just from an entertainment point of view, are, are brilliant to watch. Um, I think two is coming on to a really good game as well. Um, so this this is another one when, when we were talking about games of the week. You know, this is definitely another another candidate. I think for me, the Browns coming back. I mean, do, do I think that the Browns potentially could could do something in this game? I don't think so. Uh, all I can see is, uh, I think most of the crew, when you look at the predictor this week, I think everyone but Brian uh, had picked the Miami Dolphins. Um, you've, you've got to admire Brian so for sticking, sticking to his Browns through thick and thin, even when, you know, maybe, maybe they could pull something off in this game, you know, just, just hand it off to Chubb, just keep handing it off to Chubb, see what happens. Um, but, yeah, I think I think Miami are going to end up probably winning this one reasonably comfortably. I think you're spot on there. I think if you look at the Browns' offense, I think it's totally one-dimensional. It's chub or, or nothing. Whereas the Dolphins, you know, they've got so much going for them. They've got so many weapons. They've got a proper run game going on now. We're in week 10 and most are still not an IR. You know, what, what's going on there? You know, I've, I've got a space in my IR slot that's not filled by Mostert. What's, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this, is the first, this is the first time in three years that he's not been on there. What, what's, was, what's going on? He was waiting on Jeff Wilson coming in so he could go <laughs> in now that Jeff's joined him. Very much, I. Um, no, I, I really can't see beyond Bayami. I think there's so many to watch. There'd be so many options. Um, if one party, if the run game's not working, the receiving game's going to work. So I think they'll, they'll wear them down. I I, told, I do agree with you boys. I've I've obviously went dolphins as well. But what I will say is, I, I'm going to give and taking Brian's NFL fantasy name a bit of chubby loving here because Nick Chubb against that Miami Dolphins D could do some serious serious damage. Justin Fields just ran on them for what 178 yards as a quarterback. Now you put a man mountain like Nick Chubb in to run through them. I, I think you have looked at Chubb doing some damage. I do think Miami will take it ultimately, but I think I think Chubb's going to do some damage. And then you've got Kareem Hunt stayed as well. So whilst it's one dimensional, they've still got two top tier running backs that could do hefty damage. I picked 
Miami and the Pickers. But I think it's closer than you're sort of making out there, Craig. Are we not forgetting what Brown's last game before the bye was? They absolutely slapped about the Bengals. That is right. true. That's so, true. So let's give them a wee bit of credit here. They're not as bad as teams are three and five. They're always going to be limited by what Jacoby Brissett turns up. Yeah. If it's the same Brissett that turns up and played against the Bengals and you'll get Chubb playing his full strength the yeah. rest of the week. You can chuck it to Amari Cooper. Yeah, you're right. There. Well, maybe David been a bit harsh Joku, on them. Dov- Dov- Donovan Peoples Jones. They've got yep. the twin-headed monsters of Miles Garrett and Jadavian uh, Clowney. I, I, as I say, I still fancy Miami, but I can see why they're three-and-a-half-point favourites here, and it's not a blowout what maybe some are predicting. So I think this will be a great game. I'm excited oh, to see what happens I, here. On Definitely. your last point, I'm interested to see how the Miami line holds up to something as elite as Garrett and Clowney. That, for me, is where this battle's going to be won and lost. Right, let's wrap up here with our pick six. This is where we tell the listeners who is going to win them their fantasy game this week. Top quarterback, I'm going to take over this one. I had a few different names in here. I wasn't too sure who I was going to go for. Dak versus Green Bay coming off of that. Bye week, feeling fresh. Tua against the Browns. We've seen just how wide open model and uh, the cheetah can get, you know, and love Mahomes. What was it? A hundred times he threw the ball or something last week. Studs in <laughs> 70. Far, far too, many. <laughs> too many times. Again, because they've got no running game, so therefore they'll try and hoof the ball as much. And they're up against the Jags, you know, so there's potential there. That's not true. Mahomes was a running game last week. Hurts versus Commanders was the other one. I kind of looked at it and I thought, well, Commanders are actually a wee bit spicier than probably folk, but I feel I do feel a bit dirty for saying it, but Paddy Mahomes, he's going to do it again this week. He is the superstar of the league up against Jags. Yeah, Kelsey, he's got a boy, he's getting Juju in there, he's got MVS. Yeah. So Mahomes this week is the one that's going to win you your fantasy league. Right. So next up we have our top running back studs. Who you got? Again, similar to you, the couple of names in here that really stand out. As I've I've gave my props to Nick Chubb, I think Nick Chubb is going to be excellent this week. Kenneth Walker, as we spoke about earlier on, another one I think potential for a massive, massive game. But one of our crew is going to be absolutely creaming his drawers at this one because he will totally agree with me 100%. There is one that just jumps out. The, the defence is absolutely awful. They've already allowed an absolute monster running back to run 200 yards on them in the past couple of weeks and Derek Henry. And I am going for Saquon Bartley against that Texans defence. The one thing they cannot stop is the run. Saquon, not just because he's on my fantasy team, is going to have an absolute monster week. I'll be interested to see what other happens other end of the ball, the other side of the ball, sorry. Uh, play that rookie, Pierce. Yeah. Pierce, could it, Pierce could put up some numbers. I, I, the Giants' defence, I don't actually hate. I think the Giants' defence have actually been decent this year, So, but the Texans just can't stop anything, especially in the ground game. Right, Patrick Houston, 
Who's your top wide receiver this week? Um, so it's a tough one, and I don't want to sort of go for the usual cup or Ronnie Adams or that. Um, mine is my pick's coming off a bye, and I hope he does brilliantly because I've got him in our redraft as well as our dynasty league, and it's CD Lamb. So I think coming up against those Green Bay Packers, I think he's a man to watch out for this weekend. I think he's going to he's going to score big. Um, that's that's who I would stick some money on this week. Um, I had another one sort of one to watch and somebody I picked up as well. Um, and it's, it's somebody that's completely out there. Um, so he might, he's not going to be at the top, but he's certainly somebody to pick up, especially if you're struggling. Terrence like Marshall Jr. Yeah, his first touchdown last week. Uh, so he's been yep. running the bench for almost a year. He's received 15 targets over this past two weeks. Um, seven catches, 140 yards and a touchdown. Um, the big issue you've got there is obviously who the hell's got the quarterback. He's thrown it to him. <laughs> you know, changes regularly. But definitely somebody to stash away. Um, so... I'm definitely the number one pick, but I want to watch and definitely something from left field um, is Terence Marshall. Heard it here first, folks. Craigie, who's the deadliest D? Who's the one that's taking scalps this week? Okay, right. So last week, um, I picked the Vikings against the Commanders uh, in the biggest blowout, and, and we blew them out the water. By uh, by three <laughs> points. <laughs> Who was the biggest but, last week? But, uh, well, I mean, in the first half, it was the Bengals, I suppose, and then you know, the second half, they kind of kind of stopped the, toying with the, uh, the Panthers after that. Who else would have been the, the biggest bowler? Was it? Uh, anyway, sorry, sorry, possibly, possibly. Sorry, sorry. Right, we, we've just kind of sidetracked there. Over you. Sorry. Anyway. No, I just I, I'm not trying to bash on Washington here. I'm not, but I am gonna go for the Eagles defense, right? And and here is why. Okay. Their main defensive issue on Thursday night football um was on the ground, right? So we talked about talked about the Texans. You mentioned Damien Pierce. He had a career high 139 rushing yards um against the Eagles. But let's be honest, in comparison, do the commanders really have much of a of a running game? In comparison, no, I don't think so. Robinson Jr., Gibson. I I think that when you look at the Eagles' defense, they allow the lowest passer rating to opponents, um, which I think is only going to improve against a poor Washington team. So for me, I think that the Eagles' defense, that this should be a comfortable game for them. I, I'm picking them as my deadliest defense this week. Believe you missed. I fancy Dallas, me, but that's just, I'll just leave that one out there. You know, they'll be hungry. Right. We'll wrap this, their pick six up. What's our match of the week? Right. I'm going to do a once round the table here. Just tell me who your match of the week is. Patrick Houston, who you got? Tampa Seacocks. <laughs> Craig, Craig Smith. Gonna go, gonna go for the Finns against, uh, against the Browns. On Colts Raiders. Nah, I'm all, all I care. <laughs> <laughs> Colts Raiders. Um, I, I, I did me. I'd probably have said Seahawks Bucks, but to be different, I'm going to go purely to curiosity. Chargers and at the 49ers. Ooh. Well, I get the the casting vote, the final vote. So I'm going with you, Patrick. I'm going with the Seahawks and the Buccaneers. 
and the Allianz. I think that will be our game of the week. Well, guys, this is we're doing our in... biggest blowout for this week. Oh, sorry, oh, I missed, missed it. it. I can't believe I jumped. Flag, 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 flag of the play. False start. <laughs> Number sixty-nine. So, on, you, on you go, studs. <laughs> to be fair, on the biggest blowout, looking at the schedule, there's I think there's a few you could pick out here. I fully expect at Arrowhead, I fully expect us to have to dominate the Jags opening offense, defense, special teams, the lot. But again, I'm gonna I'm not just gonna go on Saquon Bartley, I'm going to double down and go the Giants on the Texans and just completely obliterate them and go for the biggest blowout. He's Cow- all in on the G-men. All, all in on the G-men. The Cowboys at Packers is a, a, probably a too obvious one, I think. No one to be too harsh on Mowgli. I'd rather make somebody smile than somebody cry, so Murdo can smile for the week. Uh, I think it's. Uh, I think you may be worried something there, studs. No, but I, I think you all agree, though, that is some really tasty games though there you know even some of the other games we've not touched on they could be really interesting even the one tonight Falcons at Panthers that'll be interesting to see what happens there Craigie you're going to stay up and watch it for us you, you can do the tweeting tonight right <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the night right. shift appreciate your time uh, guys it's been a, a good laugh so that's it for this episode of the Gridiron Crew podcast. Thanks very much for listening. Be sure to give us a rating. As always, we love to hear from you on social media. So please find us on Twitter at Gridiron Crew. Uh, drop us questions, predictions, have a say in our picks. Uh, we're also on Instagram. It's a grid underscore iron underscore crew. Iron is I R N, crew is C R U. We'll be back on Tuesday night with a special host. Craigie will be taking the reins. Are you looking forward to it, mate? <laughs> yeah, slightly apprehensive, but uh, obviously you boys next week have got uh, other plans. You're going to be jetting off to go and see your beloved Patriots, uh, getting that revenge against those Jets. Um, and I'm sure that Pat will be, uh, well, I say revenge, you know, we all know what happened in the last game, but... You know what I mean. It will be, yeah. It's gonna be a gonna be a great trip for you. I'm slightly jealous, but yeah, Tuesday's show should be a good one. I'm sure these games that we've been talking up are not going to disappoint, and we are going to talk all about them on Tuesday night. Brilliant. We'll be sure to listen to the crew there when it uh, drops on Wednesday, as they will be previewing all the action for Week Ten. Until then, I am Danny McVeigh, and from Craigie, Pat, and Studs, thank you very much for listening. 